MP, it's our final event of the year. Oh, it's all a bit sad, Bretto, but after four big events for 2018, we are going out with a bang with one more wellness base camp, and the location for this one is regional Victoria, the great town of Bendigo awaits. Oh, and how's this for a lineup, MP? Bendigo will be rocking with the rock star of wellness, Damien Christoph. The art of self-love angel herself, Kim Morrison, hits the stage. As will the natural nutritionist, Steph Lowe. And I'll tell you what, Steph's presentation at the summit on fasting was a showstopper. You'll be there, Bretto. I'll be there too. And Wendy Stewart from Wendy's Way will be there to share her inspirational story, which really did go off at the Wellness Summit earlier this year. It's Saturday, October 27 at the beautiful All Seasons Resort Hotel in Bendigo and tickets are selling fast. Two for one tickets for this one day of inspiration, information and empowerment are available at thewellnessbasecamp.com. That's right, folks. Get your two-for-one tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com before they run out and then the price goes up. Finish your year of wellness in style at The Wellness Base Camp in Bendigo, Saturday, October 27. Tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com. Thewellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and as always, it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co-founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys. He's a bubbly man. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, Bubbles. <laughs> G'day, Pierce. Great to be here with you again on another Monday. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, my understanding is, speaking of bubbles, you had some bubbles last night yes. with a, a bloke's beer and burgers and banter. Yes, night. we did, and it was great. We had 25 blokes rock up um, to a, a local cafe, and I got this inspiration from our great mate, Ravi Rudner, and Ravi was running a men's health, sorry, a health event at a local cafe, and I thought, this would be great for men's health. You know, we just don't do enough for men's health. Uh, and, you know, some really frightening stats around men's health, you know, six in every 10 suicides in Australia are men. So, you know, we top that list. That's not a great list. Mm-hmm. Um, more men die uh, from prostate cancer than women die from breast cancer. Uh, there's more diagnoses of prostate cancer per year than there is of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also know that um, that... You know, beyond that, uh, with bowel cancer, um, men are more likely to develop bowel cancer and more likely to die from heart disease. So, um, men have a whole lot of issues with health that just never really get spoken about. Not and as I sexy, thought, not as sexy as as the on a news level. That's that's the problem. Maybe. Not 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 as not enough. It doesn't um, pluck at the heartstrings. Maybe that's what not it is. enough it of the Olivia Newton Johns. Who's the male equivalent of an ONJ? So. If if ONJ is a is a great public um, figure for health, uh, but particularly women's health, who, give me the male equivalent. We don't have one. Oh, it'd have to be Marcus Pierce, I reckon. But uh, but you know what I'm saying here, yeah, right? No, I Think of a media perspective. We don't have any. A sexy yeah. news topic, uh, a figurehead to go to that we want to interview. When I say we, I'm talking about like. Traditional media, Channel Nine, Channel Seven, Channel Ten. Whenever mm. it's health or cancer, get Olivia Newton-John on. Mm. But 
find me the bloke that is the figurehead for men's health, not just men's mental health, but just men's health. Um, well, you think about men's health and the images that get portrayed are, you know, Tim Robards, um, you know, with his shirt off. And so it's, it's not – it's not necessarily um, the picture of health that we're trying to promote. Though Timbo is unbelievably fit and unbelievably healthy, I'm sure, um, it doesn't actually talk to the concerns of men's health. In fact, because Timbo looks so good, there's many blokes who would go, oh, far out, I'm never going to look that good. Well, Tim, Tim reminds gay. me of a Tommy Hafey. Like Tommy Hafey had this great physique. Yeah. But his message was, was not about how to get this physique. It's no. about how to, live a, how to live a great life, move your body, eat yep. well, don't be fanatical, spend time with your family and friends, yep. which is very much similar to what, to what you know, Tim talks about. It just so happens that the consequences of his actions have been, well, I would say genetically fair, you know, quite favorable as well. But I think yes. it's also, it's interesting, isn't it, that there isn't someone that people will seem to be able to relate to. I don't even know if people say they can relate to ONJ, but gee whiz, she's the figurehead for... For public health, particularly on a, on a female perspective, well, there's a little bit of something there, isn't there? Like, I definitely think that when your mum's sick, or when the woman in your life is sick, that definitely plucks at the heartstrings. It's more emotional, and maybe that's an easier message to spread, particularly in the model of healthcare that we're in in Australia, which is health scare. Uh, you well, you know, you wanted to fear people into doing something. I, I don't want to take anything away from Olivia Newton-John because she does amazing work out there. And I don't want to take anything away from gender-based um, health programs because we need them. But the utilization um, by companies and even organizations in industries, and let's just say the medical industry is an industry, uh, around health scare as opposed to health empowerment. It's, very, very, it's, it's concerning. So if we pluck at heartstrings, that seems to have worked in terms of the message in and around um, testing and prevention and medication use and all that sort of stuff um, with regards to women's health. But that same approach doesn't seem to work with men. So that's maybe why we can't identify with somebody because blokes are less likely, it would appear, to respond to a health scare campaign. Um, and, and they would generally only really react when something goes wrong. That's right. Well, a- this is a – yes. And so that concerns me. So that's why I wanted to run this night last night. So I uh, I asked Trudy, actually, I suggested hey, to Trudy. I said, TP, could you please help me run a men's health night? I want to do it at Black Squirrel um, to kick off with. And I'd like to put on a burger. Now, this burger could be beef, chicken. Um, it could be gluten-free. Um, it could even be naked if you like. And so um, A, a burger without the bun, you mean, because yeah, you're sounding cheeky there. Burger without the bun, no buns. Bunless burger. Yes, bunless burger. And uh, so people could have that. And then I want to said, you know, let's make this fun for the blokes. Like, why don't we just have a drink? So why don't we have a brew of sorts? So you can either have fermented grapes, you can have um, some fermented hops uh, in the form of beer, or you could have uh, some- Fermented scoby. <laughs> some scoby. Uh, and in the Kombucha form of- for our friends that are just studying it. Yeah. That's right. And so we did that. We had that. And uh, and it was great. And a whole bunch of blokes, 25 blokes came along, sat around in a little uh, semicircle. I discussed uh, stress and the impact of it, how to measure it, how to you know see it happening in your body, uh, what to expect when things go wrong, how to measure the graduation of stress, um, you know, from stress and anxiety to overwhelm to insomnia and then depression, and what to look out for along the way. And then Ian gave some really practical tips about how to, um, unwind those effects of stress so that, you know, blokes could start to 
uh, see benefit from some of the things that they like to implement into their life. But it gave a great platform and environment where guys could just talk about their concerns, their worries, their their um, anxieties around um, what might be happening with their body, their health. So this raises uh, a couple of interesting interesting points that you're bringing up here. Yeah. What level of so I have a view. It's completely controversial. Uh, happy for it to be controversial. We run events, uh, Damo, that you and I speak at regularly, and the overwhelming majority of attendees are female. So let's just be brutally, brutally generalistic and say that females take more of an active interest in their health and wellness than men do. Yes. And that can be argued and debated, but let's yep. say that women have more interest in health and wellness, which means that on a media level, media content targeted to women with, on health and wellness and, and also sickness and disease is yep. going to be more picked up by women than men because they're more interested in the topic. And as yep. you highlighted at the beginning of this episode, men are more likely to do something about their health near the end or when they get a diagnosis when there's a when there's a scare of some form whether it's as, whether it's high cholesterol whether it's you've got cancer you've got diabetes you've got xyz time to do something or whatever it is and sometimes that time is too late but what do you think of the view that for a lot of these statistics to improve men may need to take more responsibility earlier in their lives when it's not so urgent, it's it's more important than ever but it's not so urgent instead of waiting for it to become all too urgent and, and often far too late? I think that one of the things that we could be focusing on is living a better life as opposed to preventing a particular disease where we get so, um, you know, prevention focused on preventing prostate cancer or preventing heart disease or preventing whatever um, that we start to live a happier, healthier life. So if we're less focused on the diseases that we're trying to prevent and more focused on the quality of life that we could have, yeah. I think we'd be moving in the right direction. Um, so you're saying I, go towards pleasure than run away from pain? 100%. I, I mean, we we are creatures that do run away from pain and less likely to run towards pleasure. Although in our younger years, we run towards pleasure. Pleasure yeah, um, yeah, and away from pain. And, and away from pain. Um, but... It, it would be better. It'd be better for us to just, you know, try and find a, a sweet spot where we know that we're living a healthy life, um, and we need to enjoy it. I think, you know, when we, when you and I chuff off over to the Greek islands and we hang out over there, we look at those blokes and they're going, "Gee, as I hope I don't get prostate cancer. Gee, yeah. as I hope I don't get heart disease." And they're not going know. for a walk to prevent the dementia <laughs> or a know. run like we yeah. did. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know, to prevent our heart disease. Yeah. Goodness gracious, you know. So we, um, you know, it, it, using an approach of uh, of like a lifestyle well being, a lifestyle happiness, a lifestyle um, enjoyment approach would be better than you know running in fear um, away from pain. Do you think, based on the feedback you had last night, that there is a um is there a shift? I mean, um, uh, are men, on in your view, are they ready to to live or, or shift the focus that you're suggesting here, or, or or is there resistance? And I'm sure there's a bit of both. But what did you find last night? Oh, look, I, I, they were all very engaged, and uh, interestingly, you know, we took names and we've done a survey, and a couple of surveys have come back already, and. Uh, and one of the guys said he loved it. He thought it was fantastic. He'll come to the next one and he'll tell his mates about it. 
and he was quite keen um, to spread the message. He really, really enjoyed it. Another bloke who actually came kind of gave us a 7 out of 10, 70%. Uh, he said, yeah, it was good, but I've heard Damien speak on stress before. And so I think at that point he might have tuned out. But it's great to hear the same message a number of times. And so this is where I find it interesting with blokes is that if they've heard it once, they feel that they know it. Now, yeah. that may not necessarily mean that they implement it. But the fact that he's got to hear it twice and he heard the first time five years ago, I wonder whether or not he's actually implemented anything that I've spoken about. But there's um, – you know, there's definitely context that you apply to the content. And so if you're telling a story, he might have heard the story. But in the last five years, PC, you know that I've changed the way in which I talk about things. So he heard it five years ago but probably tuned out as a result because he'd heard part of the story before. And then so as a result of the context, he decided to tune out from the content. And so, Sorry. and so I think the blokes have the potential to hear things a couple of times, once or twice maybe, um, and then tune out moving forward because they've heard it already um, and that becomes a problem. Whereas with women, the more they hear it, the more urgent it becomes. That is so true. That kind of reminds me of the great uh, Alan and Barbara Peace book, Why Men Don't Listen and Women Can't Read Maps. Um, it's men are terrible listeners, to be generalist, uh, in nature. And I wonder if it's because I'd love to know, uh, and I'm sure it's in that book, the the wiring that goes on for our auditory kind of a uh, uh, input to be kind of um, it's almost like we're pinging around. Just it's almost I'm trying to think of like a hunter gatherer kind of viewpoint from it. Is like, well, we know it's not there, so we just move to the next thing. Well, we, okay, we've heard that. Okay, that's not it. We're going to the next thing. But like you said, if you hear the same thing five years apart, you're a completely different person five years later. Um, and I know for me, I kind of have a bit of a mantra that I'm a slow learner, not in a disempowering way, but in a way that I need to hear things a number of different times and in a number of different ways and in a number of different environments. So the fact that this, this gentleman, to use this as an example, because I think this gentleman is a, is endemic of a lot of us is that he wouldn't have heard that content or that headline in a room of 25 other men in exactly the same environment five years ago. It would have been in a completely different environment at a different stage of his life. And I think all of us need to be aware of that. I even have to remind myself that about reading a book for the second time or watching a movie. Like, don't just, don't, don't deny yourself that opportunity to learn and grow because often you, you read or watch for the second time and you have completely different insights, but you've got to have that level of curiosity. Um, and patience, for a better term, to be able to do that and follow through with that. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and I wonder whether or not it's just, uh, you know, understanding. Maybe it's the people in the uh, in the community um, who are supporting men. This could be the young boys, older men, women, daughters, nieces, grandmothers, mothers, people who are supporting men to, you know, live a healthy, you know, well life. And let's just say that, we always say that it's you know it takes a, a, a village to raise a child. It actually takes a village to live a long time in yeah. your life. So let's think about all those people. If we change our communication uh, for men and say, hey, let's just live a healthy life, not for not for the reasons of prevention of disease, but for the reasons of enjoyment of life, you know. And and I I often see men fall in love with things that stimulate. Um, you know, behaviors or relaxation, so for example, alcohol um, or food that may be questionable, uh, they fall in love with that maybe because they've lost their way or maybe because that's a way in which they can make life easier because, you know, helps them cope or whatever it is. But 
it seems to me that they're almost running their own race um, or the individuals within a tribe as opposed to tribal members within a tribe. And, uh, and so I think that we, we need to kind of reach out to blokes and go, hey, come, come with me, hang out with us. Um, we're doing this all together rather than actually waiting for blokes to go, oh, can I join? Because guys won't do that. Guys almost need to be invited in. So yeah, uh, That is you know, so true. So you're leaning to that social element of um, interdependence, aren't you? It's like, well, blokes have to be a little bit vulnerable, but yeah. in, 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 vulnerable enough to, to go along and go to a night, you know, about men's health. That's kind of like saying, well, I want to improve my health, which is a level of vulnerability. Yes. Rather than saying, oh, stuff it, I'm just going to go home and have a six-pack and watch TV and, and not do anything. Or really, yes. not, no, it's not not doing anything. It's making it worse. Um, so, I mean, my, my kind of view is that the ease of which we can zone out these days makes socializing such a luxury item. It's like, you know, m- most people's mantra is I don't have time, but it's really they're just prioritizing a bottle of wine and, a, and sitting in front of the TV in front of catching up with someone and yeah. I said to a neighbor the other day I said uh, you know do you like to play tennis he said I do I said well I haven't got a racket but I'll, I'm gonna get one he said don't get a racket I've got a racket he said do you want to play I said yeah I'd love to play we've got a tennis court right right next to um, our house and he said uh, I said well I'll book it in and we'll have a date we'll, we'll go and play tennis you should have seen his face light up it was just this is like Christmas had come and I was like there is nothing more invigorating than socializing um, well, 100%. there are there are things that are invigorating, but in socialising, my man, my corny dad joke is socialising is energising. Dot dot dot. When done with the right people, and it's demoralising. Dot dot dot. When done with the wrong people, but gee whiz, you do it with the right people, you feel a million bucks afterwards. I agree. I agree. Um, I I love that whole thing, and I've got a mate, one of my best mates. I think you've met Ben. Um, I, oh, I don't think I have. I've only I've, I've I've been with you when you've been on the phone with him. But right. I haven't, well, he's I haven't one of met my him in greatest person. mates. Yeah, you know, like you, just the salt of the earth, just love him to bits. And, you know, he'll go off and exercise and I think, oh, mate, I, I wish I had gone and exercised with you. And all it would have taken was, would be for him to say, Damo, do you want to come and, you know, have a run or do you want to go to the gym or whatever else? He likes to go cycling. To be honest with you, I don't really like going cycling. I sold my bike. I, yeah, I'm about to sell my bike mm. too. If anyone wants a bike, cheap out of <laughs> But... Um, I'm, you know, I'm one of those blokes that I tend not to ask. I'll ask people to come and play golf with me, but I tend not to ask to come and join someone for exercise. But if someone said to me, Damo, come and join me and we'll do exercise every Thursday night um, yeah. at this time, I'd go, okay, cool, no worries, yes. I'll come. Yes. And, uh, and so I'm speaking from my experience and I know that many men would think and feel exactly the same way as what I do. It's not that we're um, – well, maybe it is that we're shy and maybe it is that we're nervous to invite ourselves for fear of rejection because you never want to be rejected. But maybe it's just that it's easier to get picked for a team than to choose a team that you're going to go into. Yeah. Well, I also think so. it's group dynamics, isn't it? Like you'd much more likely go and call a footy club and say, I love playing footy, can I join the club? But it's more, it's less likely that you'd call one person and say, I'd love to exercise with you. Um, can I do it with, with that one person? Yeah. Um, yeah. Group dynamics, fascinating. So, was there what? Um, what? What major, I suppose, uh, challenges do you think were discussed last night in terms of, in terms of men's health? Well, we spoke. Uh, it was interesting because 
there wasn't a lot of opening up of their concerns. It was kind of like, okay, so guys, are you concerned about anything particular? Crickets, crickets. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which is Um, no surprise. Yeah, is there anything on your mind? Like, crickets. Yes. And so then it was kind of like, okay, all right, I'm like, right now, so I've got to pull out some hen's teeth here. So I would then say, has anyone been affected by stress? Everyone put their hand up. Yeah. Anyone experienced insomnia? People put their hands up. Yeah, yes, experienced no answers, yeah. Yes. Um, who's been touched by cancer? You know, has someone in your life been touched by cancer? And that gave me the opportunity then to speak about it. So it's not that the fears aren't there. It's that the guys don't know how to talk about it. They don't know how to bring it up. Um, and so even in a really safe environment where it's only blokes, two health practitioners that are going to, you know, take care of them and look after them, offer them support and move them in the right direction where they need to go for their health. Mm. Um they found it difficult to open up and say, hey, it's me, I'm vulnerable. Um, you know, I'm I'm scared. Like a guy will struggle to say I'm scared. A guy will say, he will struggle to say that he's vulnerable. He's going to struggle to acknowledge that he's got a chink in his armor. It's very difficult for a man to acknowledge that. So um, to be able to do it in a, in a way that men don't really become identified, I think, is also quite important. And, and so we didn't get lots of um, feedback in that regard, but you can see that they were leaning into the circle and they were getting information and they, they were writing things down um, so that I would get access to you know, quality stuff that would change their direction, which was good. And I think it's really important, as you as you just identified, there's a difference in, in particularly male-female conversation. I mean, if that was girls around a semicircle and it'd be a one big conversation, whereas blokes around a semi, semicircle is more yes and no answers because yeah. you got all of the feedback, but just when the question was different, instead of having an open-ended answer, uh, it was just a yes or no, which is, which, like you said, um, People are happy to share. It's just the way that a way that they share. Damo, I know you're going to do more of these. So, how can our listeners? And I would urge any of our listeners that want to share this with, particularly their their male partners or men in their lives that no need to hear this message to share this episode with them. But for people that want to be um, aware of when you have future events, is it as simple as going to DamienChristoph.com and being part of your email tribe? Yeah, look, I definitely will email my tribe through DamienChristoph.com. They could also go to the Vita Lifestyles uh, Facebook page or Vita Lifestyles uh, uh, homepage and then just sign up for the newsletter because then you'll get access to it. We only email out a newsletter once every month. So uh, unless there's a special event coming up and then we might let you know a few more times of that. But um, that's one way in which you can get access to that information that is coming up. Fantastic. Well, good on you, mate, for doing such, Thanks, a, such an incredible thing for humanity, all can starting in the say, local community. Yes. Can I just say the other reason why we did it was because I wanted to raise money for Polished Man. Yes. And for those of you who are listening still to this podcast, Polished Man is a, um, a cause that was set up to help children who are affected by violence. Now, this is a big deal, and most of the time, children that are affected by violence, it's a result of poorly behaved men, um, and even more uh, fascinating is that every five minutes, somewhere in the world, a child dies as a result of violence. That's every five minutes, a child dies because of violence. So, to be so, brutal, four children have died whilst this podcast has been on. That's exactly right. That's Well, that's horrendous. And so, as a result of violence, this is it. So, we... Um, I'm very passionate about the health of children. I love the opportunity to see children in my practice. Um, I want to see kids grow up because they not only are our 
future, um, they are actually um, the people that are going to be determined. They, they determine the the way in which our planet is going to, you know, either come to an end or thrive. But kids should have a child's life. They shouldn't have to live an adult's life. And so um, I've become a passionate for this particular cause. And so um, so I'm raising funds for it. So if you want to go to support me in this, it's polishedman.com forward slash Damien Christoph. Um, donate some money. If you um, if you donate more than $100, you can nominate what color nail polish you want me to wear. Um, currently, I'm wearing blue and I'm wearing pink nail polish. Um, Karen donated $100 and, and the blue nail polish is what I've got to wear for the whole month of October. So uh, get there, support us, and, uh, and help us raise awareness around um, not only men's health, but also um, the, you know, to help save children and protect children from um, poor behavior. Oh, well done. Well done. You're an incredible human being. Great work, Legend, for your commitment to helping uh, boys and girls all over the world, which is a remarkable, remarkable effort. So, well done. Get on the websites listed, folks. We'll have those websites in the show notes as well. I'll make sure this episode demo goes out sooner rather than later so people can get on board. Thanks again for your wisdom as always. Great man. And to our listeners, thank you for your support of the podcast. As mentioned, go to DamienChristoph.com to register for his email so you can be aware of all activities coming up, including the 100 Not Out Longevity experience coming up in September 2019. Make sure you're a part of at least Demo's um, email uh, tribe so that when uh, applications are open, you are notified. That's DamienChristoph.com. Myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. Big shout out to everyone who makes this podcast possible. Joseph Tomo, our editor, Rosie Garner, who does all of our social media. And uh, as always, remember, when you're listening to the Wellness Couch Podcast Network, tune in to the number one show, The Wellness Guys, as well as all 20-plus uh, different shows on the network. Thanks again for your support. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.